0: Welcome to Better Roads, a podcast with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Everyone has a story to their journey, and God loves to participate in those stories. Join Randall as he explores another Better Roads adventure.
1: Welcome to Better Roads, where we visit with people about their life journeys. Today, we're visiting with Danette Delamater. She and her husband, Matthew, and her daughter, Haley, and son, Tate live in the Minneapolis area. Danette, we're happy to have you join with us today.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: You know, you you recently wrote at openbiblemessage.org, this is, I'm quoting you now. You said this at the beginning of an article that you wrote. I often wondered when my own life bomb would occur. When would that moment come where suddenly things were no longer perfect? Wow, what an introduction to your journey. Tell us tell us what happened, Danette.
0: Well, I was very blessed to be born into an amazing family. I had an extremely wonderful childhood. And as I've continued into adulthood, the Lord has just continued to bless me. And there's not been a real significant moment in my life that I've seen this challenge that um, was very, difficult to overcome or didn't end in a positive outcome. And then in 2017, my husband and I um, had our son, Tate. And it was moments after Tate was born that we learned that Tate was born with Down syndrome. And it's that specific moment where I really view that my life has taken a different course, something that I wasn't anticipating or expecting.
1: Yeah. And I noticed, too, that you wrote in your story that you said the Lord spoke to you ahead of time, that your baby will need extra attention. Can you tell us a little bit about that, What, how the Lord spoke to you? Yeah. How, how did you interpret that?
0: <laughs> there were two things that the Lord had actually spoken to me during my pregnancy. And the first one was very, very early on. We were struggling to find affordable child care. I was working full time. I carried the health insurance. I mean, there was just no possible way that I was going to be able to leave my job. And as we struggled through this, I was really starting to panic in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just felt the Lord very strongly command me, do not worry. And at the time I just immediately was drawn to that. It was so strong that I felt I had no option, but to really trust him and to go, both feet in and say, okay, Lord, I, I give this to you. And within a few months, we kind of reassessed things and the Lord provided a way for me to be able to step back from working and to be able to eventually stay home. It was after that though, that it got closer to the time that Tate was due that just in a random moment, I felt the Lord say to me, this baby will need your extra attention. And wow. at the time it, it just was, so random that I didn't think anything of it I thought well I'm going to be staying home now so great I'll I'll be able to give him that you know Uh Um, but it didn't it didn't click nothing clicked at the
1: moment well you interpreted it as best you could with what you knew at that point right and then but then when you learned that Tate was born with Down syndrome what was your immediate reaction, Mom? I mean, you know, what rolled through your heart and mind? You, you'd you heard this word from the Lord, but you hadn't heard it connected to this. What, what all went on in your mind and heart?
0: There were definitely two things that were happening at the exact same time. As soon as the nurse shared the news with us, that first m- moment, I felt the Lord say to me, remember, this baby will need your extra attention. So that was the first moment. And then immediately after, it was just the overwhelming sense of grief and sorrow, mm-hmm. emotions that I had never experienced before. Um, there was just internally physical pain. My body just felt like it was challenging to breathe. There were all of these questions, all of these doubts. Uh, I knew nothing about Down syndrome. I. I didn't know if I could take my baby home from the hospital. I didn't know if I could feed my baby the same. I did, I just felt completely unqualified. And then from there started all the doubts and the fears of, mm. well, Tate will never drive a car. Tate will n- never have children. He'll never get married. He'll he'll never do all of these these yeah. things that I had just kind of built up in my mind. Sure. And so at the same time, I felt the Lord's confirmation and his peace of, do not worry. This baby will need your extra attention. I've got you. I gave you a heads up. I'm going Mm. to help you. Mm. And at the same time, you know, just grappling with all of these fears and worries and unknowns. It was definitely, without a doubt, the hardest moment that I've ever experienced.
1: I can only begin to imagine, and then you're processing all of that, and so that first year with Tate was challenging enough. All the adjustments that all of you were making, and there were several medical complications. Mm -hmm. I know that you reported in your article, but then shortly after his first birthday, Mm -hmm. he was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And. Danette, you'd had so much. You were already processing. Mm -hmm. Describe your thoughts during that period. Did did you ever, you know, did you ever want to say to the Lord, "Hey, Lord, this is enough"? Yeah.
0: You know, the amazing thing about that first year of Tate's life is that the Lord's timeline was incredible. He took every single situation and challenge, specifically medically, that Tate had faced. And it was like he looked ahead at our year and he said, oh, here's a quiet period of time.
1: <laughs>
0: let's let's do this here. And here's a quiet period of time. Let's, it, it, there was nothing that felt so completely overwhelming. And I believe it was because he made evident to us that he was in control of Tate's timeline. There were some things that at the very beginning when Tate was born, some tests that should have been run. And because Tate was actually seemingly healthy when he was first born, doctors didn't feel the need to run those tests. So we took him home just like any other typical family would with a typical baby. And the first three months were extremely challenging. We had issues gaining weight. He was going through severe episodes of vomiting several times a day. And though he was experiencing all that, the Lord kept him safe. Because on the other end, I still had to return to work for three more months. Hmm. And I was entering into the big, biggest work project I've ever, ever been a part of. And I was a critical player in that project. During that time, I was under more stress than I've ever been in my life professionally. And also dealing with my personal life and the birth of this new baby. But it was two days after my work project came to a point of stability that Tate became dehydrated and admitted to the hospital, which brought us to our very first surgery with a month long recovery in the hospital. Had that happened earlier, I would not have been easily able to remove myself from this job. Mm -hmm. But that moment, God knew the timing. He knew when I had availability and he, he, Provided that for us, he made it happen in a way that made our life and our um, family work well. And it, it's not lost on me the timing of it. So I felt like each each occurrence that we've gone through, we learned something. And then when we got to the next hurdle, we had our experience from the prior one to add to that. And so he gave us these little pieces along the way to that when we got to the diagnosis of leukemia. We had no doubt in our minds. We had this whole year of history where we had seen the Lord's hand upon us over and over and over again, that quite honestly, the day he was diagnosed, I didn't cry. I had cried before that. I had fears and I had cried and said, Lord, don't let this happen. But in that moment, I was geared up and I was ready to march forward. I knew that my God was beside us and that he would not fail us.
1: What a powerful testimony! It's like the Lord gave you added grace, but then it's like He shielded you in the timing of the sequence of these events, didn't He?
0: It's it's just incredible. I just I mean I it's easy to look back and say you could be frustrated with the doctors for missing this or that and mm-hmm. and, and all of this, but I I can't because I know that the Lord has had complete control over every step. Of Tate's life and of our family. And though the situations have not been ideal, though these moments have been very stressful and overwhelming and are, you know, we've been depleted of energy and, and sure. all of that. Um, the Lord has been gracious. Like you said, His grace has been upon us time and time again, and we'll continue to do so.
1: Well, that's pretty obvious, and it helps me to understand a comment that you made in your article, because you said, in some ways, I feel as if I still haven't experienced a life bomb. That is a grace of God in your life.
0: It absolutely is. It absolutely is. I, I felt the entire time we were on the cancer floor in the children's hospital, and I just felt like we don't look like we belong here. I mean, I just feel like (laughs) this should be, this should be harder and don't get me wrong. There are awful, awful scenarios that families have to deal with Mm. in, when it comes to childhood cancer, but the Lord just shielded us and he gave us the ability to go about our life and live in this world with such peace and joy and happiness that it was evident to everyone that was around us. And I kept thinking you know, this children's hospital is not the place that I want to be. It is not the place I want my baby to be in. But yet here we are. And so we are going to shine our light, even on our hardest days, even in our hardest moments. And the Lord truly gave us the ability to do that. And I know that it made a difference. And I'm excited to see how that comes to fruition for some people and what that means to them someday.
1: Absolutely. Well, you're inspiring me and I know you're inspiring many other people who are listening in today. You know, I have not had the privilege of meeting Tate, but I've seen the pictures Mm -hmm. and um, I am going to encourage people at the end of today of our discussion, the people go to read your article because there are some great pictures also. And you know, when I look at those pictures of Tate and I, and I read all the things that that little guy's been through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the struggles to begin with. You said just that first year before even factoring in the leukemia, the cancer with it. And I was reminded again, Danette, of how it, it's always seemed to me like the Lord divinely graces Down syndrome children with a special measure of joy that I think, well, why why should they be that joyful? They don't know that they shouldn't be that joyful. It's just something. And it it really feels like a holy thing to me. Mm -hmm. And Tate's been through so much, and yet I see the pictures of that big, winsome smile. Mm -hmm. And you wrote this in your article, Tate is much more than the boy that I daydreamed about. How would you describe Tate? Tell us who that boy is.
0: Tate is pure joy there's no better way to describe him than pure joy. He definitely is what I feel is just a tiny glimpse of heaven Mm -hmm. of this life without worry, without pain, even though he's experienced physical pain, he, he doesn't let it weigh down on him. He's the most motivated little guy I've ever experienced. And They tell you with Down syndrome, they have low muscle tone and they experience all of these difficulties with feeding and and all sorts of delays. And there's nothing that's going to keep him down. He will prove time and time again that um, he's here for a purpose and he's here for a reason. And I'm just so honored to be his mom and to be the one that gets to guide him through life and see what God has in store for him.
1: Praise God. And now your daughter, Haley, is how old? She's six years old. How does this experience affected her? How does she process this?
0: You know, we were admitted to the hospital to begin Tate's first round of chemotherapy just a couple days before Haley started kindergarten. And as a mom, knowing how big that kindergarten thing is, um, it weighed heavy on my heart for her. Because she's got a very sensitive heart, but it has this last year and just her brother has been something that has changed her little personality, changed her heart in more ways than I could have even imagined. And at such a young age, she has such a value for human life. She has such a value for um, just people and seeing people through Jesus's eyes, I feel like. And... I can't wait for when she gets older to see how this um, comes into play to Mm -hmm. see what she will do with her upbringing and the childhood that she's had and how the Lord will use that for her. But I'm just grateful for the sensitivity that she has to those that may not um, understand and how her little, you know, a uh, personality can come in and just make light of the situation. You know, to her, a child with cancer is no big deal. And to some, that's a scary topic. But she approaches it in a way that only she can in her little innocent mind. Um, and I'm so excited for just watching her grow and, and the bond that she has with her brother. She loves him dearly.
1: You mentioned, too, about <clears throat> you came from a good background. Strong family background. And I know about that because I know Paul and Vivian Canfield, who are your grandparents and former director of Open Bibles Global Missions. And I know your parents, Ted and Vicki Gillum. I'm feeling old when I'm talking about this, that I know all these people in your life. But I know this about them. They're all quality people. Yeah. So how important have they been to you and to your immediate family during this past couple of years?
0: The amazing thing about my parents and my grandparents specifically is that they have the ability to just be a strong pillar of encouragement. And there are certainly moments on this road where we just need to let off steam or just Mm -hmm. express or just go to a safe place to talk. And they are that for us. And um, instead of coming back with, well, what if this, or what if this, all these suggestions and things, not to say that they may not have them, they've given us the ability to just speak what we need to and come back with prayer and encouragement every single time. Mm -hmm. And that has meant the most to me out of this um, whole experience and interaction with my family, that uh, without a doubt, no matter what the situation is, they are always there and always there to just support and be a constant support
1: the power of a safe place Hmm. to share absolutely you mentioned earlier that you know as you were contemplating all of the impact of uh, the the diagnosis of tate and you'd said how He's not gonna be able to drive and be able to have Mary of children. You know, you, you started rattling through all those things that goes through go through your mind. And most parents do anticipate, of course, that one day their children will grow up to be independent adults. How are you processing processing all of those questions, Danette, about Tate's future path? And as both you and he grow older, can you talk to us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question because even at the you know, somewhat young age of 33.
1: <laughs> there you are, believe me, you are.
0: <laughs> it is something that we think about. It is something that uh, we talk about. And it's not something we dwell on because I think the, a big lesson we've learned from the Lord is that uh, he's in control of our future, of Tate's mm, future. That's right. And we're not going to worry about it. But I am so internally grateful that I'm in this day and age and that, that I'm here with a child with special needs because there have been so many amazing families and advocates that have spent years prior trying to create opportunities and trying to create um, ways for more independence for people with special needs. And the just the programs that I've heard of and the things that are available even now are amazing to me. Um, it just seems like it would be impossible for my child to grow up and someday live on his own and, and have a job where he's truly needed. And he's a real player into creating, you know, uh, productivity in some sort. And that gets me excited. I get excited for the future when I think about that. And I think our bigger challenge is going to be not necessarily, um, lacking the ability to retire like most people do and have our freedom and that type of thing is going to actually be letting take go. And after having been his, you know, complete caretaker for so many years and being such this mothering hen over him, mm-hmm. to have to someday actually release him, just like any other other parent does with a typical child and know that uh, the world may not be kind to him entirely. (laughs) Um, That I feel is going to be a a greater challenge that I feel I'm already trying to prepare my heart for and how I view him as he grows up and getting excited about releasing him into what God has for him as an independent adult someday. Um, But you know, the, the future is, is, past questions just as it does for anyone, um, but I feel that if we just continue to rely on the Lord and and not get overwhelmed with these worries, that uh, it's going to be it's going to be well taken care of.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, let's swing this a little bit wider then to other people because you've just described how you've processed all this and the things that you don't know and can't know about the future. Here's something we do know that's happening in our country that the abortion rate after a prenatal Down syndrome diagnosis Mm -hmm. is even higher than that for other infants. And we we know, in fact, people are sometimes counseled that perhaps you should get an abortion Mm -hmm. because it looks like your child will have Down syndrome. What would you say, out of your experience, what would you say to an expectant, expectant parent who finds out that their baby will have Down syndrome. Is there something you'd like to share with them?
0: The thing with us and receiving our diagnosis with Tate is that we did not have a prenatal diagnosis. We did not, it was a complete surprise for us. And I had Tate in my hands when we received the news. And I feel that though, regardless of when it happens, the diagnosis is extremely hard to receive. When you don't have that life there to look at, it creates more questions and more worries. And uh, there's nothing there to personalize and to um, show the importance of human life when you receive a prenatal diagnosis. But I often feel that it's okay to recognize the grieving process and it's okay to bring that grief and that pain to the Lord. This is something you weren't anticipating. It's a completely different path than what you had envisioned for yourself. But then I also feel that in those moments, there's a lot of questions. There are wonderful medical providers out there, but they don't have all the answers. And they may not have firsthand experience with someone with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. The best thing that happened to us while we were in the hospital with Tate is that a mom came who had a six-year-old son with Down syndrome and she sat on that bed with me and she told me about her child and she told me about her family. She showed me that my life would be just fine, that my child would be a joy, not a burden, and that there would be opportunity for our family to grow and to become closer than we could have ever imagined. And I feel that if people could connect themselves, there are many different opportunities online with wonderful organizations that can pair you up with a family that has a child with Down syndrome or special needs. You can get to talk with someone like that and hear their story. I feel that having that experience will give you the info and the guidance that you need to go forward. Because what you receive on a medical documentation of all the challenges that your child will likely experience. Every child is different. Oftentimes, these diagnoses that are received, they can't be guaranteed. There is no 100% guarantee your child will have Down syndrome or your child will have this. And it's scary that our world um, doesn't recognize that at first, that this is a probability. But it's not a guarantee.
1: You so obviously throughout their time of sharing here today, you made it so clear that Tate is a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a gift from God, isn't he, to you? And though there are many things you walk through, you do not view this as a burden. This is something God is allowing you to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's clear, too, I'm, I'm just marveling at how you've shared knowing that God has been doing some things dr- throughout this time in you. But how, how would you describe, in what way has God changed you, Danette, during this journey?
0: I think the biggest thing that I've realized is that I, my, my head has said one thing that I value people, that I value the things that God values, that I see people through Jesus's eyes, but it's been a head thing. And until now it's a heart thing. Tate has allowed me to see a whole different view of how Jesus views his children, Mm. how much he values their life and how each person has a purpose, a very true and real purpose. And that's not a person that is a typical person, it's any person. And to think that I didn't fully understand that before Tate, um, I'm slightly embarrassed. I'm slightly embarrassed that I didn't view people or I didn't um, recognize the worth of their lives like I do now. And I, I'm so excited to just be able to continue the rest of my life and having the lens that I have, the way that I look at the world now because of my little boy. What what will God do with that now? Now mm-hmm. that my now that my blinders have been taken off, oh, um, yes. what, what will he show me and what will he reveal to me now?
1: What a beautiful testimony of God's love and provision, Danette. Uh, I have been blessed today being able to talk to you. And I'm sure you've been speaking to a number of people who have needed to hear from you. So thanks so much for sharing from your heart today.
0: Thank you so much for allowing me to. I'm very, very honored.
1: And you can read this heartwarming story by Danette Delamater and see some of those delightful pictures I talked about of Tate and his family by going to openbiblemessage.org. This is Open Bible Church's online magazine. Search for the storyline, Do Not Worry. So thanks for joining us today. I hope you'll join us for the next edition of Better Roads.
0: You have been listening to Better Roads with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Join us next time as we explore how God is part of another person's journey.